You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Who are some players who could wreck your season? We've got some candidates next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT and 5. I'm Chris Towers here on the Wednesday, August 31st episode with Jamie Eisenberg. We're going to talk about some bus candidates for you. One last round of bus candidates. But before we do, one more chance to remind you about our FFT Draftathon coming up tonight, August 31st at 6 p.m. on CBS Sports HQ. And then we'll be switching over to the Fantasy Football Today YouTube channel. Let's say 7.30-ish for that, and we'll be going straight until midnight. Uh, we're going to have a bunch of awesome guests from around the fantasy football world. We're going to have... Some cool football players, former and current, I believe, on there. We're going to have a lot of awesome guests, and it's all to raise money for a great cause with our friends at the St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. You can find the link to the St. Jude donations page in the podcast description or on the YouTube channel in the QR code above this very video. If you go check that out or any of the videos on our YouTube channel, we've got some great experiences. Uh, You can get a pre-draft Zoom call with me. To get some advice so uh, we've got a lot of cool opportunities for you to get some advice before your drafts and now to get a little more advice jamie let's uh let's talk about some bus candidates and the first one is a, a pretty big name who's uh who's gonna wreck our seasons this year yeah i don't want to say wreck our seasons because yeah, yeah, he's yeah. not i think going to bust to the level of you can't start him but it always comes down to when you talk about busts, at least i think the way it should is about where you're drafting these players or where you should expect to draft these players and so we have to use average draft position as our guide to say, okay, this guy is going too soon, or in the case of a sleep or a breakout, you know, good value. But I think for Aaron Rodgers, who's the one that concerns me at the quarterback position, at least the ADP on our site, and I think it's kind of reflective of most sites, he's still being drafted as a top 10 quarterback, and I just mm-hmm. can't, you know, get behind that. I think, you know, the loss of Devontae Adams, even the loss of Marquez Valdez-Gantling, you know, we see what this guy has done when he's motivated. You know, when they drafted Jordan Love three seasons ago, it was, okay, He's being replaced. Well, he went out and had an MVP season. What did he do last year? He can't be MVP again. He was MVP again. So he certainly can get by, I think, with Alan Lazard and Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson and Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb. But when you start to listen to those names, you and, know and me, experience. huh? You and me on and the wide receiver yeah. chart. Um, I hope they're better than you and me. Um, but you know, the 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 likes of what you know he's got. His numbers have been great without Adams, but I just don't know over a full season if they will continue to be great. And so. I'm taking the risk. I know it's a risk, but I'm taking Trey Lance over Aaron Rodgers. I'm taking Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr over Aaron Rodgers. I, you know, I, I just think he's still a good quarterback to settle for, depending on how you build your team, but he's just not somebody that I'm aggressively targeting. I'm certainly not targeting him as a top 10 guy. Yeah, he's QB9 in CBS Sports at 64.64 is his ADP. That's, gone up to the Monday. Yeah, that's about five spots ahead of Matthew Stafford. It's about seven spots ahead of Russell Wilson. It's ahead of Dak Prescott. I just... I like all three of those guys more than Aaron Rodgers, let alone, you know, the fact that they're cheaper than him. So I'm right there with you. And let's get a, uh, a running back bust. I'm going to switch the name after the one I gave you because I think this one's a little bit more prominent. So I'm going to go with okay. Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, I, sure. I did tell you Josh Jacobs, so I'm a little bit concerned about also uh, knowing that he was, uh, I think it was RB17. I think Zeke is going right in front of him, at least as of Monday, at RB16. And I was a little hesitant with Zeke. I started to come around a little bit with the fact that, okay, He's still going to get so much volume that he could mm-hmm. be successful. But once Tyron Smith went down and knowing that this offensive line could be a tragedy, which I think has been 
one of the biggest benefits for Ezekiel, you know, so you take a great player and you give him that offensive line and he's a superstar. And really that's what Zeke has been for the majority of his career. But we saw last year how he started to struggle. I don't know if it's automatically because the knee is back and he's hundred percent. What happens if the knee becomes a problem again? Does he play through it? And at least you're getting some total production or does he decide at this point he's going to sit, you know, Tony Pollard is going to be a factor in the passing game. Dak Prescott told us that this week that they love him in that role. And so if he's coming off the field for some passing down situations because of power, maybe more passing down situations, if the running production falls off, if he doesn't get this boatload of touchdowns, which I think a lot of people are hoping for, the saving grace for Zeke, which has kept him in the third round, has been the owner and the team president, Jerry Jones, mm-hmm. saying he's still our guy. And we know Mike McCarthy is sort of a puppet head coach. He's going to listen to his owner. I get that. But at the expense of the team, at the expense of maybe somebody who's more explosive behind him, I can't take Zeke in round three. I'm a little hesitant to take him even in round four. I just don't want really a lot of stock in Ezekiel Elliott. In, in the 20-some-odd drafts that I've done so far already, I have not drafted him once, and I don't see myself doing it. Yeah, his ADP is RB16. It's 36 exactly uh, in CBS Sports Leagues, and kind of a, a mini RB dead zone there with him, Josh Jacobs, right one spot behind him, and J.K. Dobbins, who's inside the top 40. I you know, like J.K. Dobbins a little more than the other guys in terms of the long-term outlook, but you know, the, the Kenyon Drake signing does make me a little worried about what we're going to be able to get from J.K. Dobbins early on in the season. And uh, let's get one more bus candidate from you real quick to close out the show. Yeah, Debo Samuel, uh, I've said this many times, you know, uh, he's still going, I think, as wide receiver six on our site and about 20th overall. That doesn't scare me as much because I think once he gets to the back end of round two, he becomes in the conversation. But really, it's the fact that he's going over some pretty big names. I still would take C.D. Lamb over him. I would take Tyreek Hill over him. I like Michael Pittman and DJ Moore in PPR over him. Uh, I like AJ Brown over him. So he's a uh, back end of round two, really beginning of round three pick for me. I think the rushing is going to be a little bit of an issue. I think the quarterback play, even though Jimmy G's still on the roster, I like Trey Lance as a fantasy quarterback. I just don't know if he's going to enhance what Debo Samuel does. And as we saw last year, Brandon, Ayuk started to take on more targets and actually was the target leader down the stretch. So Debo is fine in round three. If you look at our, our podcast recap, that's on our site, our 14 team podcast recap. I got him in round three thrilled with that, but early, Middle, middle of round two, I'm out. Top six wide receiver, I'm out. I just think there are better players than Debo Samuel from a ceiling perspective. Yeah, you'd prefer him more as a low-end wide receiver one or even wide receiver two if you can get him in that range. That, I think that's the, the way to look at it. So, yep. no, I agree with you. There are definitely concerns about all three of those guys. I haven't drafted a ton of really any of Rodgers, maybe a couple of Zeke shares and not much of Debo Samuel. So I'm right there with you. And uh, that's going to do it for Fantasy Football Today in 5. Once again, make sure you tune in to the FFT Draft-A-Thon tonight at 6 p.m. on CBS Sports HQ and on the Fantasy Football Today YouTube channel. We'll see you.